0: Alright, welcome to another podcast at Hunting Under Heaven. I'm your host, James Schultz. Man, we have a lot to talk about. I haven't done a podcast for a bit, and today I'm trying to bring to light uh, the things that are often hidden uh, to the family of God, to those that are lost, to those that are out of the way, those that are sick, those that are down, broken hearted those that have trials, tribulation, um, sometimes we don't think we can get past them all. And I just wanted to be an encouragement today in this podcast to show you uh, what the the Bible teaches, what Jesus said concerning a lot of the obstacles that we have in our life. Uh, We are in a time right now, great trials, great uh, tribulation, great distress. Uh, Often the wicked one comes in as that enemy, as that flood of destruction and creates fear and panic and dread and worry. And we're not to be that way as the children of God. He's winning that battle when we succumb to the fear factor and we succumb to uh, the teachings of, of lies that uh, the forked tongue, the serpent's tongue, speaks against the Most High. Uh, we have to take that back. And, and And I want to encourage individuals today to really consider your time spent in prayer. Really consider your time in the Word. Really consider your time and give effort and energy and aggressive energy to the things of the Most High God and to those around you. Be the light. Without that light within you, the temple of God is within you. Without that light in you, how dark is it? Uh, when we've lost that understanding, uh, the, the, then we have lost our direction of light and truth and power. And the enemy is making advance against us in this, our kingdom listen, this is the kingdom of God. Our kingdom has been given to us through the preaching of the gospel. We must needs preach the gospel back to those around us. We must live after the gospel. We must uh, walk in the p- pattern of the gospel. We must must be the defenders of that gospel. And yes, I've been preaching on this, but I want to encourage you on something today in this podcast to really think about um, <clears throat> what the teaching of the Lord wa- uh, was concerning Some of the very entrance into his ministry, and I picked this up in Luke chapter 4 today, the very uh, scripture says that Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. And we understand that uh, that he def- defeated uh, the wicked one on that Mount Hermon. He defeated that those temptations. He was full of the Spirit and he went there and he was 40 days and 40 nights hungered. But he defeated that wicked one. And I want you to be encouraged that in our ministry, we defeat sin by being filled with the Holy Spirit. And being filled by the Holy Spirit is being in the Word of God, walking, by the spirit of God, walking in understanding of what he gave us and what he said. So today at Hunting Under Heaven, we're trying to uh, discuss a matter that we are all covered up with in this sinful and sick world of lie after lie. We're all filled with all these different tentacles of sin and we're all strangled and choked by uh, the concept of money and and finances. We're choked out by uh, the system of idolatry whereby the wicked one has laid a way in deception to us to lead us astray, to continually fill our minds with perversion, uh, continually fill our lives with a demonic influence, a demonic appetite uh, of evil. And I want you to really understand that the, the years and the past and the days and times gone by of our life, we have wasted so much of it, it's time we get back. The years that the canker worm hath eaten and the palmer worm hath destroyed and the worms and the moth hath corrupted. And and we've got to get back the years that the locusts have devoured. There's years that the wicked one and the enemy of our soul has spent so much energy to destroy, to still kill and destroy our very life. Do you not understand this today? I want you to really see that uh, our life has been wasted by him. The, if, the, if, the, if the wicked one has an assault that is against the soul of man, it's against the happiness and the truth and the understanding that man should be living before the Most High God and being as his creation in the garden of God, blessing one another. The wicked one wants to take this away. And at Hunting Under Heaven, my goal and my, my desire is to not let that happen and encourage you to go back to the Word of God. Go back to the Word of God. Don't go to dead media. So why, do we, why do we go to dead media? Why do we listen to the lies of, of dead teachers, the corrupt teachers? Why do we listen to the, the, the concepts of evil and wicked men that continually steal away our joy? Why is that the case? Look at what Jesus said here. The Bible teaches that the devil said, if thou be the son of, the, of God, and, and see that, that question to the, the Lord, if, if thou be the son of God, do this and this and this. Well, I'm going to tell you something. That's the question always to you in your life, to question if you are a child of God, to question if you are walking in the spirit, to question, really, are you kidding me? You are a Christian. You've got so many problems. Listen to what this wicked one says. If thou be the son of God, do this. Let me see if you can do this. Well, uh, in in your understanding, I want you to see that the wicked one is always causing that seed of doubt, not the spirit of faithfulness, not the spirit of overcoming, not the spirit of, of I can get through this courageously, but the wicked one is always sowing that seed of doubt in your life, that seed of despair in your life, that seed of hopelessness in your life. Don't you understand that when that wicked dark spirit speaks, he speaks a lie. He speaks his own language. He's the father of lies. And when he speaks, he's speaking contrary to courage, contrary to faithfulness, contrary to an epic life, contrary to the service to the most high God and walking in the spirit and joy of the Lord being our strength. He's speaking contrary to that. And in speaking contrary to that, he's weakening the word of God in you. He's weakening your walk. He's weakening your uh, disposition. He's weakening your lifestyle of conversation of uprightness. He's taking away the very things that God gave you. Jesus defeated him in this. And if we want to defeat our enemy, we got to live and look at the words of Christ and what he actually said. He, the wicked one came to him and questioned who he was. You, you understand that when the wicked one comes to you to question who you are, we have to respond, as Michael the archangel said, when disputing about the body of Moses, didn't bring a railing accusation against him, but said, The Lord rebuke thee. What we, how we respond is it is written, The Lord rebuke thee. Get thee behind me, Satan. Thou savorest not the things of God. I want you to really, really comprehend this. We have power in the blood of Jesus Christ. We have power in the word of God. We have power in the preaching of the gospel. We have power in walking by the spirit of grace. We have power calling upon the name of Jesus. Knock and it shall be open unto you. Seek and you shall find. Ask and it shall be given to you. What are we waiting for? We are living in a day of great wickedness, and if we don't meet that wickedness by the Word of God, with the Word of God, with the armor of God, with the shield of faith, with the sword of the Spirit, with the feet shot, with the preparation of of the gospel, with the breastplate of righteousness, with the helmet and the hope of salvation, if we don't walk about with our loins girded up with truth and the understanding of the righteousness of Christ and the Word of God that we call ourselves, christians and we live under his ministry then we're literally opening ourselves up to weakness and we're opening ourselves up to defeat and the wicked one has defeated so many of us that that's my prayer today is saying no to the uh, ungodly word of the wicked one saying no to the word of the satans the rebellious one say no to that and turn back unto the righteousness of christ now, the devil said to him, if thou, and he says that to you, if you are, come on, show me. You have no power, he says, but Jesus defeats him by it is written, it is written, it is written. Now, as we went on through that chapter, and I'm not going to deal with a lot of the words that he said there, but he gets down to a certain portion here that I want to re- want to read, and it's towards the end of the chapter because he goes into his ministry and he preaches the doctrines of grace to the children of Israel. And he goes uh, through that ministry in those early uh, portions of his ministry. And he deals with them in their synagogues. And he deals with them on doctrinal issues of I'll have mercy on whom I'll have mercy. I'll have compassion on whom I'll have compassion. And he, he speaks to them there. And he he gives the uh, analogy of the widow woman of Sarepta, a Gentile, a name in the Syrian. And then he, he, the Bible says, and he rose up, and, and they, they rose up after he preached the truth to them. And, and see, this is the thing. Every time you start preaching truth to your friends and family, many times they're going to thrust you out. They're going to throw you out because of the truth of the gospel. And that's okay because the power is in the Holy Spirit. It is not in you, and it's not in your mere words. The power is in the Holy Spirit, and to declare the word of God, there is power there. And you know what? It does offend the flesh. It does offend the carnal mind. It does offend the mind that says we're better than others. It does offend the mind that thinks that they've got it all wrapped up uh, in a bag. They, the, the, the children of Israel were offended when he said he had other people, other sheep, not of their house, down in naming the Syrian, a Gentile, and the widow woman a Sarepta. They, that's an offense to say that. That God is, has mercy on whom he'll have mercy. That's an offense to the, the natural man. That's an offense to the flesh of man to say, what do you mean I don't have power? What do you mean I have, no, I have no ability to control God? Well, you know, that is what it really comes down to. So they come and they see his words, they hear his words, and they don't like the spiritual teaching of Christ. And so they th- rise up, and the Bible says in verse 29, and thrust him out of the city and led him under the brow of the hill. And they would have killed him right there. They would have killed him long before the cross because of the truth of the gospel. And I'm going to tell you, you friends of mine and you family members of mine and the children of God out there, preach the truth of the gospel. And it's okay if you offend some. And it's okay if sometimes it rises them up and they want to kill you for it. That is, that is showing that you are speaking the truth. That God is sovereign. That God is in control. That the power is of the Holy Ghost and is not of man. That is good news to those that hear, those sheep that hear it. But the Bible says in verse 30, He, passing through the midst of them, went His way. I find this so amazing today in the reading of this chapter of Luke that in the b- beginning of His ministry, He deals with so many obstacles. Look at this first chapter, filled with the Holy Ghost, on the Mount of Hermon, defeating the wicked one by the Word of God coming to his own, preaching the truth of the sovereignty of God, that he'll have mercy on whom he'll have mercy. And they throw him over the brow of the hill. They want to kill him right there. This is, in the very first days of ministry, he's getting treated this way because of truth, and because he's filled with the Holy Ghost. Look at what the treatment was when we're filled with the Holy Spirit, as Stephen was when he was filled with the Holy Spirit, and he spoke the truth. They took him out, and they murdered him and stoned him. So yes, Jesus right here, they're thrusting him out because of They're going to take him and throw him over the brow of the hill off a cliff and kill him to cast him down headlong. But he, passing through the midst of them, went his way. So, see, the Spirit of the Lord directs individuals, directs men and women away from danger many times to the direction that he has for them. You understand this? He takes men often and he puts them in a protected place. Sometimes he doesn't. Sometimes they go through the fiery trial. Sometimes there is Peter that they get hung upside down on a cross. But, you know, many times he set Elijah out in the wilderness by the brook Kidron and fed him with a raven and brought meat to him. And it, many times he sends his men into places that others can't bear, but he causes them to have strength. He, and so he, he, he's separated from them. He passed through the midst of them and went his way. Uh, The Lord's protection of his people many times is to alleviate them from pain and sorrow. And many times he doesn't. In this world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world, says the words of the Lord. And the Bible goes on to say, And he came down to Capernaum, a city of Galilee, and taught them on the Sabbath days. And they were astonished at his doctrine, for his word was with power. And in the synagogue, there was a man which had a spirit of an unclean devil and cried out with a loud voice. Now, I wanted to get into this this morning right here because what we're dealing with is a lot of humans in our world today. A lot of our friends, a lot of our families, a lot of our uh, uh, close uh, relatives, a lot of those that are around us on a daily basis are possessed with devils. Uh, I, I have no other way to say it, but they are under the possession of demonic spirits. Uh, that, is, that is a strong word, and, and we see the results of it by choices. Many times in my life, I had the harassment, and I had the antagonistic uh, spirits come and accuse and, and, and try to dismantle. And there, many times I prayed and I fasted to try to get out of that. And yet, you know what? Sometimes it is needful to have that challenge. I want individuals to understand that it's different to be accused than it is to be possessed. It is a difference to be harassed than it is to be possessed. It is a big difference for individuals to be assaulted and confronted with evil spirits than it is to be possessed. The Bible says to try the spirits to see whether they are of God, for many false spirits have entered into the world. That's the words of John the Apostle. And we have to understand that we are in a major uh, dilemma these days with the assault of demonic activities that come to us, that, that assault us, that accuse us desperately to draw us away from the Most High and then to finally have possession of us. So to be filled with the Holy Spirit is to not have room, not to have access by any other means but the Holy Spirit. But yet through the course of time and choices in people's lives, men and women have opened up doors, opened up windows, open up portals up through drugs, through disease, through wrong choices, through sexual perversions through idolatry, through, through systems of men's worship centers. They've opened up channels in media, channels in news, channels in music, channels in uh, conversation. They've opened up mediums and, and openings through uh, communications with the dead through religious institutional preaching, through pharmaceuticals. They've, they've opened up doors and pathways of corruption into their very being. He that joins himself with a harlot becomes one. That is one flesh and one spirit. There is spiritual activity that goes on in humanity that is brought upon them through opening up these portals and these windows of demonic entrances. Uh, many times we're affected by that. I am one to say right now that I understand those things. I've had many times and many days assaults and aggravations and a harassment that went on for months at times in my life. I have a testimony in my uh, life that one time I was, and I did not know this, but across the street from where we lived, there was an activity of seance and Ouija boards and witches that went and did their thing unbeknownst to me, and I was harassed month after month to the point of losing weight on my body because of depression and antagonism that affected me, and I fought with continual fighting in prayer and crying unto the Lord because of the things that were going on and the sounds and the noises and the harassment in my home. I've gone through this. I know full well what it's like to have a continual assault from a real enemy. And until you have that happened, you have no idea what you're meddling in. I never was one that wanted to watch movies of filth and ilk. I never was one that wanted to watch movies of mediums and sorcery and witchcraft and darkness and evil. I never was one of those persons. I would flee that because I knew the the reality of this. And see, the wicked one is so subtle and so deceiving and does not want his uh, uh, head uncovered and the mask uncovered to see exactly what's going on. He does not want the true ministers of the gospel to reveal truth to such a degree that the children of God would see it and say, oh my, I didn't know that that was part of it. See, we want to think that the wicked one is this ugly, big, red-headed monster with horns that we can uh, immediately see and uh, uh, run and shriek and cry and run away from. It's not like that. It's like the sugary little candy tart that you put in your mouth that tastes so sweet and then becomes bitter in your belly. It's like the sugary apple that looks so good and tastes so good but became a death sentence to you. It's, it's like the lie that was uh, sugar coated with some truth on the outside, like rat poison, and then the end killed you. It's never the way it seems to be. The wicked one's always got this plan of snaring and luring you into the snare. Uh, My my dear brother-in-law, we were talking about this the other day and and I said to him, it seems as if the lures are getting better these days. I grew up as a trapper. I grew up as a hunter. I know these things. And yet in, in today's world, the enemy of our soul has created such a fashionable way of drinking the poison, of eating the poison, and sugarcoating it with some truth that it is as rat poison. And if we don't understand that these demonic entities hide behind everything, <clears throat> take the drug, inject the needle, uh, snort the coke, do the dope, and your mind becomes in in open to more and more activity more paranoia more psychosis more schizophrenia more stress, more worry these are demons that live in you and live around you this is an absolute fact and if you do not uh, come to uh, terms with this and are aware of it then you are a fool the one man in the tombs had a legion, three to six thousand demonics in him And the Lord delivered him and cast them out. Those chains of darkness that are upon you, that are in your life, that are bringing you down. Those chains, those tentacles of the wicked one that are destroying your soul. That is before you. You must needs repent and turn from it. We must needs repent and turn and be taught heavily about the reality of these things. The wicked one, the prince of the power of the air, the the spirit that now worketh in the hearts of the children of disobedience and in their lives has created and fashioned all these forms of idolatry, all these addictions to give entrance to and make it look good but give entrance to more demonic activity. He wants hell in you and destruction to your soul and your life and your family. You must needs open your eyes to see what the enemy is doing. Let me tell you, the enemy of your soul is a destroyer and a waster. The enemy of your life is a destroyer of your life. He hates life. Can you not comprehend with me for one minute that when Jesus entered into his ministry and he entered into the synagogue, there was a man which had a spirit of an unclean devil and cried with a loud voice. Have you ever heard or listened to Hollywood singers? Have you ever listened to and heard the the popular, the music, the pounding of the drums, the beating, the consistency of the shrieking and the screaming, and the wicked noise of, of all their music industry? That is continually a dead, poisonous frequency, and the wicked spirit within it cries out. It speaks evil. It cries out. It is a, as, it's, as if it's on its own pulpit. It has its own talk show. It has its own worship center. It has its own followers. Its own cult. It's a leadership of cult. It is a. It's a denier of Christ. These words coming out of media right now are a lying tongue. The whole industry of media is a forked tongue. It's a vector. It's demonic. The entire industry of Hollywood is demonic the entire religious establishment today in the United States of America that was once ahead, the entirety of it has become tainted as a Laodicean church and needs to be rebuked and repent and turn from it. I'm not saying they're all bad, but I am saying that they have been tainted as a compromised Laodicean church, slothful, weak, asleep, thinking they are rich and have need of nothing, but they are about to be vomited out by the, the earth. The Lord will not tolerate it. He's not going to tolerate what's going on in our society and around the world. He is raising up a generation of individuals to preach the truth. And that is my prayer. The, the wicked one has tainted me to such a degree in so long time and so little. Slip here, slip there, backslide here, backslide there. Allow, tolerate that before long. Before long you are down in the tentacles of darkness. I'm calling to my men and brethren, the sisters of faith, the children of God, to turn from our wickedness, to turn from sin, to put away idolatry, to put away the filth of the flesh, to flee youthful lusts, which war against the soul. I know so many of my nephews and nieces and cousins that have have spent their life, early life, doping and poisoning their system. Come out of that system. Quit serving the most low. Quit serving the most dark. Quit serving the evil system of unbelief and serve the living and true God. Serve Jesus Christ. I'm I'm preaching the same gospel. I pray that Jesus Christ was preaching to those that were departed from truth and filled with the possession of the wicked one. He comes into his own synagogues with his own people, with his own children, with his own family, and he's preaching to men that are somehow possessed with an unclean spirit. You look at yourself in the mirror. There is a shadow that comes around you. There is a tentacle that we need to cut off, each one of us. There is a darkness that follows. There is a pattern. There is evil thoughts that come. And if you are under the possession of the the wicked one, may the grace of God shine brighter and destroy and call out that sin. In the synagogue there was a man which had a spirit of an unclean devil and he cried out with a loud voice. Isn't that what we've got going on today? Many are crying out in desperation. Many are crying out in this system of sin. And the word, the answer is come unto Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith. Come unto me ye that are weary and heavy laden and I shall give you rest. And this man, this is what this man was doing. Listen to this. He was saying, let us alone. What have we to do with thee, thou thou, thou Jesus of Nazareth? They knew. This is what needs to be preached. Jesus of Nazareth. When we hear him say, let us alone, we say, we're preaching Jesus of Nazareth. What have we to do with thee? They don't want light shining on darkness. I know that you and your uh, sin, you and your darkness right now as a person, you don't want uh, uh, uncle's words spoke to you. You don't want a man of God's words spoke to you. You don't want your grandpa's words spoke to you of truth. You don't want your grandmother or your mother's words of Christ spoke to you because you've covered yourself up with your darkness. If the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? I can look at individuals' eyes and see that they are under the spell of Lucifer, that they are living in darkness, though eyes are the window to the soul. Do we not see this today? In desperation, we have but a short time. The days are evil. You cannot sit around and just linger in our sin. Put them away. I'm saying that to myself every day in prayer. Put it away. Remove. Beat that shadow out, Lord Change that shadow to light and brightness in Christ. To shine unto the perfection of holiness. For the ground whereon we stand is holy ground. The Christian church whereon we stand is holiness unto the Lord. Art thou come to destroy us? Oh, I would that the word of God would destroy every demon from the face of this earth. I know thee, this man says, who thou art, the Holy One of God. This is, this is what is said, I know thee, who thou art, the Holy One of God. See, these demons know who Jesus is. Sadly, you and your sin do not even know But, you know, you linger long enough in the sin of that demonic influence. And I'm going to tell you something. He will teach you to keep running from Christ, to possess and hold you to hell. He will hold you in hell. And hell is a place of absolute torment to the soul. Men say there's no such thing as hell. Well, there's another thing coming to you because you're already living in the first fruits of that hell. You're living in a separation from truth, a separation from life, a separation from righteousness, a separation from your own God-fearing people that live in your life. You're living from a separation from light and understanding. You're living in a separation from glory and peace and joy. You are living in a separation from God, the Holy One. Be ye holy as I am holy, saith the Lord. That that, that demon spirit through that man said, I know thee. thou art the Holy One of God. And Jesus rebuked him saying, Hold thy peace and come out of him. You know what that's saying? Shut your mouth. I want you to listen to that carefully. That is saying... To the wicked one, shut your mouth. You don't have room to speak in the presence of the Most High. Why are we not saying the words of the Lord every day? When that little shadow comes to you, That little shadow comes to you and wants to fill you with more darkness. Consider this. Shut your mouth. Jesus' words are given to us for reasons that often we do not know hold thy peace says the lord and come out of him ooh hold thy peace says the lord and come out of him this is a possessed man this is not one that's harassed this is just this is a truly possessed man what possesses you today you you know i know we know we're, we're to turn and use the words of the Lord empowered by the Holy Spirit to say, Shut your mouth. O wicked one, hold thy peace. And not only did he say, Shut thy mouth, hold thy peace, but he said, Come out of him. Come out of him. There is power. In the words of the Lord, not only to shut his mouth, but to command to come out of him. How do we do that? Through the words of the Lord. You are in a battle at this moment. I am in a battle at this moment for our soul. If we don't consider that our friends are in a battle for their very eternal existence, then we have lost our vision and the people perish with lack of vision. I'm telling you right now that you need to be telling individuals around you that speak evil. You're dealing with a wicked spirit within. You're dealing with the accuser of the brethren within them. When they speak blasphemy against the Most High, and they don't want anything to be done towards them for spiritual good, we speak, hold thy peace, and let me say something to you. I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of him. You know, there was some that didn't come out and the disciples besought the Lord and said, we could not get them out. And the Lord said to them, this kind only comes out. How? Through prayer and fasting. There are many times in our day, in our life, that we can't get rid of certain things except through severity of cleaning out the inner cup through prayer and fasting for a season. Before the words of the Lord came to Daniel, he was in fasting and prayer by the river for 21 days. Jesus fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. There is a time in severity to defeat such greatness that humanity can't do. The Holy Spirit must. The Word of God does. There There are times when we can't do it. But there is an example before our very eyes in chapter 4 here that says, hold thy peace and come out of him. Now listen to this. And when the devil had thrown him in the midst, he came out of him and heard him not. He obeyed the word of Jesus. How important is that for you today? That we obey the word of Jesus And those wicked spirits have no course but to obey the word of Jesus. There is such power in that. I want you to see it. What is strangling you in your life? Obey the word of the Lord and call upon the Lord to shut down the wicked voice that is speaking lies and to come out of him, to come out of her. After Jesus dealt with this, because this is something that is filled with power. After Jesus dealt with this man in that synagogue, filled with the Holy Ghost, the fame of him went out into every place of the country round about. Surely if the power of the gospel starts being preached like it should be and the power of Jesus' words start casting out devils and the power of Jesus' words starts, you start seeing fruit and harvest and salvation coming and a major reset to the church of the living God and the remnant rising up in power. If we start seeing that the fear and the fame of that word, not of the men, not of the women, I don't want that. But the fame and the power of Jesus Christ and his shed blood will go out and will start defeating and continue to, continuing to defeat the wicked spirits that have been uh, as frogs pewing out of the mouth of unclean uh, voices. Unclean animals, unclean beasts spewing out of their mouths, coming out of their voice, coming out of the treasure and the abundance of their heart that's filled with wickedness. See, we have to defeat the word that the wicked one is speaking. We have to defeat the fame that he is spreading. We have to shut the mouth and stop the mouths of the gainsayers that speak lies for, for power and for covetous practice and greed. We have to speak the words of, the, of truth today that the fame of the word of Christ would go out. And the fame of him is recorded here that went out into every place of the country round about the power of the holy spirit the fame of the holy spirit must needs be elevated today quit being laying down under the burden of your sin and the burden of your past and the burden of your worries and the burden of your anxieties and the burden of all the things that hold you back hang uh, the, the the knees that hang down and the hands that are weak and feeble strengthen them and lift them up If you need another brother to come alongside you as Moses because your hands have been up so long and they raise your hands and hold and defeat the wicked one, then so be it, call on them. The fame of him went out into every place of the country round about. And the Bible says he rose out of the synagogue and entered into Simon's house. And Simon's wife, mother, was taken with a great fever and they besought him for her. And he stood over her, what power? And he rebuked the fever. True power through the Holy Spirit and belief of the truth of God's word and trusting in Jesus has power over all things. I think that we've forgotten it and we've become weak in our gluttony and our addiction to the wine and the meat of Babylon it's poisoned us it's poisoned everyone they're sick they don't have power they don't have strength because they do not believe God's word now listen to this in truth and in power there is true deliverance of all things He stood over this sick woman with a fever, and the fever left her, just like the woman that had the issue of blood for 12 years touched the hem of his garment and was cured that moment. Virtue left him, and he knew it. Love conquers all. The truth of the gospel, the preaching of the gospel, is power. The preaching of God's word is power that defeats all. That is what we have at our uh, fingertips. That is what we have living within us when we say we are born of the Holy Spirit and that we believe in the words of Jesus. Power. He stood over her and her fever was done. It was over. And she arose and ministered unto them. And when the sun was set, as they had all they that had any sick with diverse disease brought them unto him. Now the word gets out. Think about the great revival that would come in America, that would come over this earth if the children of God start preaching the power of the gospel, start, start delivering the power of truth, start b- preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ and his sovereign grace, start preaching the mercy of God against sinners. What if, they, what if the church started that again and a great revival started? You would have sick folk from every nation, kindred, and tribe, and tongue coming and bowing to the King of kings, and what a great harvest it would be. What a great return it would be. What a great feeling of the Spirit it would be. What a great power and strength to the children of God it would be, and what a great hope it would be for the future generations. Do not lay down, do not give quarter to the enemy and say we are defeated before we even start. No, the Lord is raising up a generation of righteous children of God, empowered by the Holy Spirit, fearless they love not their lives unto the death, courageous in prayer, and courageous in spirit, and they are walking, they are moving, and the power of the gospel is coming, and It will defeat sin. It will cause fevers to leave. It will cause the sick to come. It will cause those that are filled with devils to bow before the Lord and their chains be removed. Do you not understand this? And do you not believe this? This is what the call is in these last days. In this great time of deliverance. There is an early and a latter rain. There is going to be a shaking that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. And that is the shaking of individuals that have no faith. And it is going to shake and terrorize them to where they fall down and the evil will depart. And they will flee away. And the enemy will run away because the power of the gospel in his people is so much so that the gospel of Jesus Christ is given out in power and authority. And the angels support that. And the children of God love it, and they grow by it, and that that faith will not be shaken. The faith of Jesus Christ will not be shaken. It will remain. Though the earth fall apart, though the seas roar in rage, though the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord will raise up a standard against them, and that standard is the people of God filled with the Holy Spirit preaching the true gospel to their friends, family, neighbors, and enemies. They will come. The days are upon us. They came with diverse diseases and brought them unto him and he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. Excuse me. Listen to what he says in this next verse. And devils also came out of many. Mm. How many people do you know that you want those devils that are within them, blinding them to come out of them? Through the power of Jesus Christ and his word, They obey his word. They obey the word of Jesus Christ. Are we not in his likeness? Are we not sons of God? Are we not called from darkness into his marvelous light? Are we not raised up again in His stature? Are we not raised to sit in heavenly places in Christ Jesus? Do we not have the power of the anointing of the Holy Spirit? We, a lot of times, and a lot of people have lost that. But in the words that He spoke, the devils came out of many crying out and saying... Look at what they're saying. Thou art Christ, the Son of God. When individuals start saying that Jesus Christ is Lord, you start seeing and hearing fearfulness and a revival. When you start hearing individuals cry out that they're a sinner, save me, I have no hope, I'm on my way to eternity, and I have no consolation. I need a great Savior. When you start hearing individuals say that, you know that we are in a state of revival. When you hear children start naming the name of Christ and coming to Christ unto salvation, you know that we're in the first fruits of a revival. We need and must needs hear the word of the Lord today. Preach it. And he, rebuking them, suffered rebuking them, suffered them not to speak. For they knew that he was Christ. And when it it was day, he departed and went into a desert place. And the people sought him and came unto him and stayed him that he would not depart from them. And he said unto them, listen to this, I must preach. He Ends it with the message that you need to be speaking, that you need to be praying for, that you need to be believing in, that you need to be walking with to defeat all sin around you, to defeat all the workers of iniquity, to overthrow the counsel of the wicked, to make their table a snare and a trap. Pray properly for your brethren Pray properly for sinners. Beseech the Lord while it is called today and he will rise up and send deliverance to the sons and daughters of Abraham that are born of the Spirit. He said unto them, I must preach the kingdom of God. What is the kingdom of God? The kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. The kingdom of God cometh not with observation, but is within you. The kingdom of God is a spiritual kingdom powered by the Holy Spirit within you, the temple of the living God. I must preach the kingdom of God, he says, to other cities also, for therefore am I sent. You have other peoples, you have other cities, you have other souls that you know that need the gospel of Jesus Christ preached to them. Go back today and study first corinthians chapter 15 again if you need to have a course on what the gospel is i've been really laboring lately and pray for me over the gospel in all of its elements that the children of god would rise up and be able with their tongues to be loose not dumb I, i find that so many in the church today have dumb tongues deaf ears to christ and his gospel They don't understand it. Their heart is wax gross. But I'm praying that God would loose that evil spirit of unbelief. Loose that dumb tongue. Loose those deaf ears. Make that heart quick. That they would preach the gospel of the kingdom that is a spiritual kingdom that fadeth not away. That will not go away. It's not going anywhere. It is eternal. It is everlasting. And one day, Jesus Christ will wrap it all up. There are many demonics in this world. There are many influences. We must needs pray to the King of kings and Lord of lords for deliverance from all these activities that destroy our life, destroy our productivity, destroy our families, destroy our ability to be creative and give glory to God. The wicked one does not want you to give glory to God. Give glory to God today while it is called today. And that is what I have to say at hunting under heaven. Blessed be the name of the Most High God.